We are off and running on a Tuesday edition of the Press Box, episode number 342. On this May the 17th, with Mike Grace inside the Break Line Epic Studios, say hello to J.D. Byers, Director of Broadcasting for the University of South Alabama down in Mobile. He joins us. And uh, we head to, I believe it's Chicago, hometown of uh, Matt Brown, publisher of Extra Points, part of the D1 Ticker content family. We're going to talk about a little bit of everything involving college athletics. Matt, first of all, welcome inside the Press Box, man. Great to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, fellas. Great to spend some morning here with you. Well, and again, uh, your 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 uh, newsletter comes out daily. Coverage of uh, off the field forces that shape college sports, from business to politics and higher education. And we were just talking about so many of the questions uh, surrounding college athletics today are decided in those very places off the field. Let's start with the Division One Transformation Committee. They have been meeting uh, weekly for for months now. We've recently heard about some major changes that could come soon involving uh, what recruiting schedules, transfer windows, personnel limitations, even scholarship limits. Matt, what do you expect to change and how soon? I think the single biggest thing that's likely to change at the end of this committee's window is going to be with scholarship limits. Uh, There's been a significant interest among larger uh you know well more resourced conferences like the sec to say you know listen we have the money to put all of our softball athletes on scholarship and we're tired of the hofstras and texas a&m commerces of the world telling us we can't do it <laughs> and as a way to kind of keep everybody together that's something that i expect would change and we're, I, what i think is the most likely world is that conferences will get together and decide how uh, what, what will be the scholarship limit from our league for each individual sport? So you can have something where the Sun Belt might decide, listen, we can't afford to uh, give unlimited scholarships to every single Olympic sport. But we think as a collective, we can compete in softball or we can compete in baseball. And so we want to, you know, we want to we want to spend 20 scholarships there. And maybe we'll do a little bit less with soccer or we'll do a little bit less with something else. I expect that to happen. I also think the changes, the removing the limits for the number of paid coaches, paid on the field coaches you can have on staff is something that's likely to happen as well. Although I don't think that that's going to necessarily lead to. 40-person uh, you know, on-field coaching staffs, so even the NFL doesn't necessarily do that. The bigger questions the Transformation Committee is, is trying to figure out right now about what it means to be a Division One institution, how will we share that money, uh, how will we uh, you know, change the rules for how one becomes a Division One institution. I don't think those are going to be solved by the deadline of this particular committee. There's going to be a Transformation Committee extension that will kick off into the fall because Lord knows that there's one thing that the NCAA can't quit. It's ha- it's keeping a committee on uh, you know for a little <laughs> bit longer. So there'll be more meetings in the future. Hey, it's JD down in Mobile, and you know I'm a D1 ticker guy every single morning, and I also get the evening version. But uh, kind of along the lines, and I don't know who went out and snagged it and, and put it in there. But did you see the Iowa State AD Jamie Pollard? And it was a uh, I clicked on the link, so I was thinking there'd be you know some text or maybe a link to an article in a in a newspaper out that way. But it was a it was like a video uh, interview chat with the AD at Iowa State, and he said he quoted the 1929 Carnegie Foundation report, and in that he made he he brought out extrapolated three bullet points from that 1929 report, and and AD Pollard said number one, student athletes aren't students. Number two. Coaches are paid way too much. And number three, we need to get the government to step in and help control college athletics. That's from 1929. It sounds so familiar. <laughs> no, it, it's funny. I, I saw that this morning, too. And, you know, back in my old job when I was at Vox, 
a couple of my colleagues and I on the SB Nation College Desk read that entire report, like all 150 pages of it. We wrote a big story about it a couple of years ago. Jamie's exactly right. One of the things that we've consistently you know, written about on Extra Points and in the ticker, and I think most of my career, is most of the things that we fight about in college football are the same things we've been fighting about since the biggest bagman dropper was Yale and Princeton. The only thing that have really changed have been the amount of money, the amount of money that's in the bag, right? Like, the, and and yeah. maybe the particulars a little bit, but worrying about the the influence of television, worrying about the uneasy marriage between academics and athletics, and the 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 financial pressures, that's been going on since before you know any of our grandparents were born. We've never really figured it out. Matt, I'm curious. We've seen some of college football's biggest names appear in, in D.C., uh, where they have appealed for help with NIL. Um, is federal regulation of name image likeness something that's realistic? It may be realistic very long term. I don't think it's realistic within the short term. And 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 this is something that conference leaders and Mark Emmert and the NCAA's lobbyists have been pushing for for a while Part of the challenge here is that, and I don't, I don't, I don't bring this up to be explicitly partisan or anything, but it's we're nearing a part of the calendar when Congress is mostly going to stop legislating almost entirely because they're going to be so focused on reelection and and uh, and and campaign cycles that are happening there. Also, even if you're super in this world and you love college sports and you think it's the most important thing, like friends, we've got you know, up here in Chicago, we got close to six dollar gas. We've got a war going on in Eastern Europe. We have an inflation crisis and all these other things. And so if you're a senator, you've got other stuff to worry about right now. And the, I think one of the potential concerns for the NCAA is, is you, know, you, you really want the federal governments to come in and set some of these national rules and to help you out. But we are likely looking at a world in by next year where Republicans control both the House and the Senate. You're going to have a Democratic president, and they're going to feel differently about college sports. It, it, this isn't yeah. one of those political issues that's really straight down the middle R and D. There are Republicans who cannot stand the NCAA, and there are Democrats who really don't care about any of this at all, uh, and and people who are, who are who are more likely to be interested in it. But there's really no way of, of really knowing exactly what the, how the next Senate's going to feel about this, whether they're going to be so libertarian, they don't want to have government regulation in this at all, whether they simply don't care. Um, I think the NCAA probably missed its window. Their best shot at getting this done was probably eight months ago, and they just couldn't get enough senators to really take a, a deep interest in this issue. Uh, Matt Brown, D1 Ticker, publisher of Extra Points. Man, we could have you on for two hours, probably every day for a week to talk about this. This is great stuff. And you just mentioned the uh, what all the government and our legislative bodies and Congress has going on. We got a war going on. We got an economy tanking. We got the value of the dollar uh, going all over the place. We got border situations. We got uh, supply chain issues. But yet yesterday, uh, when they're wagging the dog and trying to get you to look over on the other side of the room instead of where all that's going on there, they made this huge headline and pumped it out to every news organization that uh, we're about to spearhead an investigation into UFOs, and we're going to be transparent, share it with the public. It's like they're wanting everybody to go, yeah. ooh, somebody said UFOs, and, and just ignore everything else. But you mentioned Mark Emmert. Uh, who, who do you suspect, expect, may follow him, and will that organization be around in five years? Friends, man, that is the $10 million question. I, I've made this joke before, but like if I had that kind of crystal ball, my newsletter would cost a heck of a lot more than eight bucks. Um, the, 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 one, of the, one of the challenges in this world right now is that a lot of really high-achieving people are not going to want this gig. 
Yeah. Replacing Mark Emmert. The good news is you're going to make close to three million bucks. Might need to make a little bit more than that. But you're going to get so much blame for stuff that you can't necessarily control. Your membership is fracturing. Um, you are, are, are reliant on the federal government to really make some of these rules because you've lost your ability to do it. There's two other cases moving its way right now to the federal court system, which could be as disruptive, if not more, than the Austin case was. So if you're somebody who you know, I, I think would do a very good job, somebody like Val Ackerman, who was the, the Big East commissioner, spent some time with the WNBA, knows professional and college basketball uh, better than, than almost anybody in the world. Um, so I think she could do a very good job. She has credibility on the academic, professional, and college athletic world. But if you look at that and think, why would I want to step into this gig when it might all blow up in my face in 18 months when I can keep my reputation intact getting you know, doing when, doing what I'm doing now? Uh, I imagine you're going to find other candidates who are going to look at this who could do this well and decide, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. He is, uh, again, Matt Brown. Find him on Twitter at Matt Brown EP, as in Extra Points. And you find his uh, content online at extrapointsmb.com. All right, the idea of football moving out of the NCAA, we've, we've heard that floated a time or two, and maybe it's getting more momentum now, maybe to be governed in the future by the college football playoff. If that happened, what might that breakaway look like, do you think, Matt? Yeah. So one, I, I want to emphasize that's a real thing that's being discussed. The idea of the college football playoff taking ownership of all of FBS college football has moved beyond sports radio and message board fever dream. Yeah. That's something that the most connected athletic directors and university leaders are like legitimately talking about. One of the reasons that this is appealing to some of these leaders is that this is a structure that might allow you to have a college football commissioner, some kind of unified central executive to take ownership of some of these decisions, which isn't only possible in the NCAA structure right now. It may also allow you to have a little bit more financial flexibility in uh, giving more money and spending more on the actual athletes, which you can't as easily do with the NCAA. My big question about all of this, though, is the people that have have uh, you know pushed this in public or floated this in public? People like Ohio State AD Gene Smith or you know former Northwestern AD and ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips, and I know other people are talking about it in closed doors. They haven't articulated as much about what what other specific policies they want to change. And I think it's important for fans to understand that the things you don't like about the NCAA right now. It's not just because Mark Emmert says dumb things in front of the podium and he's got a funny haircut and he's easy to make fun of. A lot of those things you don't like are because university presidents at major institutions in the SEC and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 set them up that way. And if you move college football to the college football playoff and you have the same people in charge making in charge of a lot of those decisions, I don't know if it's immediately obvious what's necessarily going to change. And that, as I think, needs more reporting. And I think these college leaders need to articulate that a little bit better. Only got about a minute, minute and a half left. Name I haven't even heard, but it, it came right to mind when I heard Emmert would be leaving was Bill Hancock. Maybe he's ready to travel and enjoy life. I don't know if he would want to, <laughs> but you know, Bill Hancock's been a, been a pretty good dude. I think I think Bill Hancock has a better job right now. Unquestionably, yeah. it might become a job that becomes more powerful if the college football playoff ends up taking on more administrative capability within college football. It would surprise me if he decided, you know what, I'd really like to spend the last part of my career working on figuring out how to how to how to spend money for college softball and figuring out how to not get sued. <laughs> like if that's what he wants to do, God bless him. But I think he's got a better job right now. 
Great stuff, Good Matt. Stuff. Tell our tell our listeners how they can access Extra Points MB and get this great content on a daily basis, man. You bet. Yeah, thanks, fellas. This is a, a newsletter, again, that, that covers all of the off-the-field stuff from uh, – Lower-level conference realignments to how schools make and spend money to how they decide which sports to sponsor. It's something that your athletic director and conference commissioner are probably reading and you might enjoy as well. You can find it at extrapointsmb.com and find me on Twitter at MattBrownEP. And Matt, a podcast, the Going for Two podcast, something you're involved in as well, right? Uh, that's, that's right. My colleague Brian Fisher and I pump that out twice a week. That's completely free. Uh, you can find that wherever you get podcasts, uh, Apple or Spotify or anywhere else. Your microwave oven, if that's how you listen to podcasts now. Well, you, you can probably uh, get it there. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare yourself, Matt. We thoroughly enjoyed this. You'll be hearing from us again, man. Thanks so much for oh. joining us inside the press box. We wish you the very best, man. All right. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too as well. Matt Brown, again, publisher of Extra Points, part of the D1 Ticker content family on Twitter. Matt Brown, EP. Matt Brown EP and then online. Is that like Elvis Presley? Uh, well, yeah, except it's extra points. But yeah, it could, oh, be, okay. could be Matt Brown, Elvis Presley. And then online at extra points MB, which is Matt Brown. So yeah, extra points MB.com. That, that's just fantastic stuff. Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page online at pressboxradio.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook. And Instagram at Pressbox Radio One. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the Pressbox.